Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show here. We've got uh, a lot of different news on tap for you guys today, but I hope you guys are doing well out there. And uh, for me, for one, I am very happy to be inside. It is screeching hot or screaming hot outside, however you want to say it. And uh, you know, the outside temp feels like about 105. So I'm uh, pretty happy to be inside recording today at the moment. I'm sure I'll get back out there and uh, uh, probably hate about every minute of it. But uh, sometimes that's what the job calls for. So with uh, that being said, let's, uh, I guess, dive right into some things here. And uh, first off, I just wanted to say, if you are not on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook, get over there. I don't know what you're waiting for. I say it all the time and uh, join up. It's free. We're going to be sharing some different information and uh, try to keep you up to date. You know, we just posted uh, Abbott Labs, you know, had that massive beat this quarter. And ultimately, we're just trying to keep up to date over there. Plus, we're doing the investing challenge for 2022. That has really turned around this week. Um, I think it was Sunday I recorded Monday's episode, and we were down about 19.5% in that portfolio. And uh, as of today, we're down about uh, 11.5%. So we've we've, uh, shaved off about 8% of losses. And uh, ultimately, I uh, hope to see that thing get closer to that zero mark and get to neutral by the end of the year. But uh, we will ultimately see where that goes based on a lot of different uh, inflation, recession, uh, other growth factors that are out there. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about what this little you know, positive green spike that we've seen, uh, maybe where it's going to go, what we're uh, kind of in for in the next week or so. So uh, with that being said, uh, I did want to say that it really does make sense to, to stay invested. You know, a lot of people want to try to time the market, um, you know, sell out before they think things are going to get really bad and then buy back in with that perfection laser like focus. And I mean, if you can watch the market every day and you really have a good grasp on what you're doing, there's certainly some uh, validity to that thought. Right. You can certainly try to swing trade some positions. Uh, I've done it with some smaller positions, but I'm not one that's going to sit and sell uh, massive chunks of my portfolio in order to time things. Um, and you know, this is kind of one of the reasons why, you know, like I said, we just last Sunday had, we were down 20% this week, we're down 11%. So we, we made up a lot of ground really quick and, you know, we didn't really have any great news that was like, we're going to have this eight, 10% run this past week. I mean, we had a CPI PPI that came out and it didn't look that great. Um, you know, we had the uh, the Fed, you know, talking about a 75 point hike. And then there was talks of that 100 point hike. And that kind of came out and they said, no, that's not going to happen. We're we're back to the 75 basis point hike. And then the market took off. And most of the time, that's not a great thing. Having these rates go up, it still uh, is going to hurt those technology names. It's going to hurt the smaller companies that are looking to borrow. And uh, big cap, large cap names really did a lot of the moving this week. Some of the small caps did as well, 
but um, there's a lot more volatility in those. So a lot of the large caps pulled these averages up. And uh, ultimately, we just don't know when things are going to run. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't. You might. But uh, it's also very hard to, to time and get back in and know exactly what's going to run and when. So I really like to have that long-term vision of these are some high conviction names that I like. I'm going to hold them. I would like to add to them when uh, these prices do sell off. And ultimately, I'm just looking for those long-term uh, long-term gains and those names that I really like. Also looking to get some dividend income while I wait on uh, a mixture of my portfolio. I do have some growth names that don't pay anything or they pay next to nothing. Uh, you know, NVIDIA and names like that that aren't really going to pay too much to have you hold them. But, um, you know, there's a little bit there and hopefully those uh, dividend growth rates keep increasing on names like that. So for me right now, um, I'm kind of looking at where some of these names were back in May, back in June, and really trying to see, hey, if we do get this recession call uh, next week, where does that put us? What are we going to do? How how much could these names sell off? Uh, I do think this 8 or 10% run was a little too much, uh, a little too quick. Yes, I know we had this rubber band pulled down and it's, it's you know, you pull it down hard enough, it's eventually going to pop back uh, to the, the plus side here. But um, 8% in a week is a big, big ask. That's, uh, that's a lot of movement. And uh, I don't know that it's necessarily going to keep on going. So I want to tell you not to have this FOMO. Don't have a fear of missing out on this run. Uh, hopefully you're already invested. And uh, I do think that when we get some, some news going forward, if we have this recession word come out and that's what's uh, on the table, I do think that we're going to get a sell-off. So I'm trying to look at those previous lows to determine where I want to add to some of these high conviction names. Now, you know, depending on what you're in, whether it's growth, whether it's, uh, you know, some consumer staples or financials, whatever you're in, try to be uh, very picky about what you're buying when this recession talk comes out. Some things are going to have a harder time during a recession. Some things are going to kind of keep chugging along. Um, you know, the, the healthcare names, the consumer staples, uh, some of the financials that aren't really tied to as much lending might have, you know, community banks, things like that might be a little bit better of an option. But um, you really want to take a look at some of these lows that they set in and really make a a judgment call as to what they might do if we get some uh, some bad news coming down the, the pipeline here. So that's uh, that's kind of my thought. I really don't want to be buying into a whole bunch of names right now. I really want to see if this market's going to cool. And uh, if it doesn't, like I said, I'm already invested. So I don't I don't really like to sell out of these names. I like to have that cash on the sideline. Typically, uh, 5 10% is a good number to have on the sideline. A lot of people are a lot more. Um, some people are always 100% invested. And uh, if you're comfortable with that and that works for you, then great. But for me, I do like to have that money on the sideline so I can take advantage of these opportunities when they are presented because ultimately that's what they are they are opportunities and uh if you're just kind of new to it it seems like the the sky's falling and all this money that you put in it's just evaporating and it's gone but um after a while you kind of get numb to the fact that the market's going to move up 10% down 10% up 15% down you know 12% eventually it's little stair uh stairway higher 
But uh, in that meantime, it kind of feels like, you know, you're just making no ground. So it's, it's hard to know where zero is. And uh, it's oftentimes it's a, it's a moving target as to what is this stock worth? You look at, uh, you know, there's different valuations, your PE, your, your earnings, your everything. And you try to come up with where it should be valued at. But uh, sometimes the market doesn't agree with you. And, uh, you know, like last year, everything was valued higher than where it probably should have been. And now, you know, we're kind of coming back down to earth. So just take all that into consideration while you're doing some analysis now to know what is going to need to happen in order to uh, or where you really want to be in order to hit that buy button. And if you can go ahead and set some uh, set some buy orders now for, you know, whatever names you're looking to buy at a price where you think it's valued, you can certainly do that before you get this recession talk. And then you're not uh, chasing and, you know, searching and just, you know, scrambling to, to get these buys in place for when they come our way. And uh, I do think a lot of them are going to come back down, uh, maybe not to where they were, but uh, I think we did have too much of a positive run in a short period of time. Uh, I think it's been like seven days now of, of green, at least on the NASDAQ and uh, a lot of, a lot of big runs in there as well. So just take that into account. And, uh, yeah, we did have some, some different earnings this week. We had uh, Netflix come out and, you know, again, this is one that, uh, if you just read the headline, you could either spin it in either direction, but, uh, they did have a uh, subscriber loss, right? They had 970,000, uh, less subscribers this quarter than the previous. And that sounds like an awful thing, but they rallied. They, you know, the stock rallied. Why did they rally? Well, they were planning for 2 million subscriber loss. And uh, ultimately, that, that number coming in at less than half was a, uh, a good thing. And the market kind of rewarded that. And, uh, you know, some of the different analysts out there are saying the cash flow for uh, this year should be over a billion, possibly over two or two and a half billion next year. And a lot of that is to do with uh, some of the way that the accounting side of the business works. And they were previously able to write off some of their costs for production over multiple years. And now that is stopping. So they're going to be writing off those costs in that given year. So they're not carrying forward any of those uh, uh, payments from previous shows or previous production into the next year. So it's going to be more of a, this is what we spent this year. And that's that. So there's not going to have as much production. So the free cash flow on paper is going to look higher. And uh, yeah, one analyst is even saying three to three and a half billion next year in free cash flow, which is uh, ultimately going to be a great thing for Netflix. And uh, if you're a long-term uh, investor, you know it could be could be a good time to go ahead and and get some Netflix on a dip if we do get talks of a re of a recession. And, um, that's, that's if you're into that Netflix space and you really think that they're going to do well long-term. And, uh, as far as the, the streaming apps, I do think that they are certainly one of the most, uh, notoriety, uh, with the most notoriety of, of the different streaming apps out there. They are certainly the one that's the, the big, uh, dog on the porch, if you will. And the one that everyone wants to be. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of competitors. The space is growing, but uh, ultimately that is a uh, a big player out there right now. Um, Tesla came out 
with some earnings as well. And um, yeah, their, their, their numbers were actually pretty good. I know the margins did drop. Um, yeah, the margins dropped to 27.9% from 28, uh, 28.4%. And that's based on some different labor costs and some different material costs going up. Uh, but ultimately, their year-over-year uh, -year growth was up 41.6%. And um, things are looking good. They are increasing their CapEx spending, trying to uh, you know really increase their uh, production and all that they're looking to do. And they did sell off some Bitcoin, a lot of Bitcoin. And I guess they're just trying to raise some cash in order to do some of this CapEx spending, things like that or just get out of Bitcoin altogether. Maybe it's too volatile for them right now. Um, but one of the things that I did see, their vehicle production was up 25% to 258,000 for the quarter. And uh, what do we got? We got the lease vehicles are up 38%. The supercharger stations is up 34% to 3,971 with 36,000 uh, connectors. That's up 34% as well. So that, uh, that definitely helps. And um, we'll really wait to see what happens with this Twitter and Elon Musk news and uh, the, the court case that they're going to be having over that Twitter deal. So ultimately, that's uh, still on the on the table, but um, the market really treated this one well. Also, just on Tuesday, we were at a uh, a low on the five day of seven hundred and fifteen dollars, and uh, today on Friday, we rallied up to about eight hundred and nineteen dollars. So for me, again, not looking to buy at this eight hundred nineteen dollars. If we fall back into the low seven hundreds, high six hundreds, I think that is probably where I would be looking to buy based on some of those previous lows, based on the growth that they have. Uh, if it doesn't get back down there, it's already my largest position. So I'm really not looking to add too much. But um, yeah, then we had uh, Ford coming out with some layoffs based on the fact that they're looking to put some of this extra money into their EV development. So that one's kind of strange. They, they wanted to lay off some people while uh, still looking to grow in some different departments. And ultimately, we'll, 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 we'll see where that goes. I'm, I'm not too sure as to why they feel the need to lay off these people. But uh, I'm just trying to pull up this article right here. Yeah, about 8,000 jobs as it aims at markets for EVs. And we'll really see where that goes. I did see a, a Lightning, a Ford Lightning on the street. Pretty good looking truck. I'm still not too sure that it's there for, uh, for really a lot of truck use. Uh, for towing and all, I know the range is still depleted really fast. And um, I just don't know that for me that the, the EV trucks are there yet uh, for my application. If it was just a daily driver, I think you're probably fine. You know, drive to work and go home, occasionally go to Home Depot or Lowe's and pick up what you need. Great. But uh, for the people running a truck commercially to haul or tow or just basically live out of it on a daily basis, I don't know that it's there unless you have uh, some charging stations at your shop and things like that where you can actually pull in charge for i don't know half hour to an hour and get back out there for me that's just not feasible at this point so i'm not uh, not there yet but we'll see where they go with these uh these new ev developments that they're coming out with and ultimately uh you know where the uh, the industry is going to go there I'm, I'm very anxious to see that and then amazon is uh buying some some more Rivian trucks. They're starting to see those on the road. Uh, 
So Rivian stock has been taken off this week. Amazon's doing pretty well also, up to 124. And uh, where are we at on Rivian? They are looking to get these Rivian delivery vehicles out on the road sooner than later. And currently trading at 34 and a quarter, 44% of upside on Rivian. And just on Monday, we were at uh, about 30. So we're up about four bucks in uh, five days. So that's a, a pretty solid move there also on Rivian. And uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a short break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the investing challenge. We're going to go over some different stuff with... Uh, Oh, actually, yeah, we got some Carnival Cruise Line news. We got some Google news. And then we're going to get into the investing challenge for week 31. We are already there and we are creeping up really quick to uh, episode 100. So we will uh, be looking forward to that, too. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that as well. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. All right, we are back here. And... Uh, you know, if you have not yet liked, subscribed, or shared the podcast, if you could go ahead and do that, I would greatly appreciate it. This uh, podcast is only going to grow uh, organically from uh, you guys sharing, and that would mean the world to me to uh, to get some more uh, feedback from some other people and get some more uh, ears listening to the show and more interaction over there on the Facebook group for Let It Grow Investing. Uh, all those links are in the description, and if you are looking to start a uh, a brokerage or a crypto account of your own. I do have some links in the description as well to help you get started with uh, Webull, Crypto.com, Binance, and E-Trade. And uh, we are doing the E-Trade, or not the E-Trade, the uh, Webull uh, Investing Challenge where I'm putting $200 in every Monday based on poll results from the group over there on uh, Facebook. And for the uh, week 30, we had uh, five different names like we always do. And those names for week 30, we're going to be Abbott, uh, Labs, Target, Caterpillar, CrowdStrike, and SoFi. I uh, kind of discussed why I was picking all of those in the last couple episodes. So if you missed it, you can go back to either uh, Thursday's episode or Monday's episode. Uh, Monday's a little bit more in-depth as to why I was looking at those. A lot of different sell-offs in those names and just some spots where I thought we could do pretty well going forward. Uh, that being said, currently we have a tie. Um, man, I, I didn't even look at this beforehand. So I'm, uh, we have a, a tie for Caterpillar and SoFi. Uh, and that one, I think I'm going to have to, man, that's a tough choice. I was going to be the, decided to be the, the tiebreaker here. Man, we got Caterpillar trading down. Um, this one, I, th I think I'm going to have to go with SoFi. And the, the reason I'm saying that specifically is for the potential end of year results. Um, Caterpillar, I think if we hit a recession, we could certainly see uh, some sideways trading. I do like Cat. Uh, I have a position in both in my portfolio. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick SoFi. From the standpoint that I would like to take that extra risk right now uh, going into the end of the year. And I do think that they could come back out, especially with some uh, uh, student loan payments being uh, reintroduced. We're, we're kind of getting over some of that, uh, that fear right now. Uh, where CAT, I think if we are just simply looking for end of the year 
we might have a little bit more of a hard time in that name. Uh, I would still probably personally add to both, but uh, for the sake of the investing challenge and trying to outpace the S&P, I'm going to give this one to SoFi. So hopefully that uh, that works for you guys. Thanks for voting. And uh, if we get some more numbers on the votes, I'm sure we will not have as many ties. So if you could go over there and vote for this next one, uh, I would definitely appreciate that. And uh, before I get into the week 31 investing challenge and some of my thoughts on some of these names, uh, I did want to say that uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, they issued a $1 billion of additional stock. A lot of people are calling it bad timing. They should have introduced or uh, uh, added these shares out there on the open market uh, when the stock price was higher. And currently they, they were at about $11. Uh, now they are trading at $9.85. And uh, that was based on this $1 billion of dilution coming in. And the stock that they issued was sold at a value of $9.95 to like $10.15. Uh, so they had to lower that price to get all these shares out on the market. Uh, so that one definitely hurt Carnival. It also hurt some other uh, cruise and travel stocks. Uh, so we're, we're still looking at higher demand for those uh, services, those experiences when it comes to airlines and uh, like cruise stocks. But um, if we do enter a recession, that one could certainly hurt as well. And when I'm looking at the uh, the year to date chart on Carnival, we were back in February, we were at $22.78. So if they would have done it then, they probably could have sold them at uh, $20 before some of this went, uh, went sideways, went south. And you know, that, that probably would have been a little bit better for them. Their, their beta is at a 2.1. So it's double what uh, the S and P is going to be. Their EPS is destroyed at negative $8 per share. Uh, their, their earnings are, have been awful since 2019. I was looking at that one. The PE is negative. Obviously the revenue, when we're looking at the revenue, they were about six and a half billion in 19. And, you know, then in, uh, 2020, they were uh, in the 30 million per quarter, 34 million Q4 20. Uh, now they are, uh, where are we? Q4 21, 1.3 billion. So they are coming back up, but they're still well, well under where they were in 2019. So these stocks are really uh, hard to invest in for me. We don't really know which ones are going to make it. And uh, like they're raising this money in order to pay off some of their debt that they have and some of their, their loans that are coming due in 2023. That's what they had said. And uh, it's just a matter of can they get out of it? And then is uh, are people going to re return to going on cruises when, uh, you know, people are locked down in the cruise ship sometimes? And, you know, if there's a big outbreak, they it's like, do you really want to go through that? And then which ones are going to be able to financially withstand some of the pain and struggles that they have out there because it's been really bad for them as well as the airlines. And like I said, they're, they're two industries that are very, very difficult to be a long-term investor in because when things are going right, the, uh, the margins are okay, but when things are sideways or, you know, the, any kind of outbreak and then the business falls apart, any kind of crash or incident on the boats or planes, and things fall apart. It just that's just how they go, and it makes it really tough to want to buy into these businesses as a long-term investment. I know plenty of people are. Uh, I know some people making uh, that that had a killing of a dividend portfolio off some some different airlines 
and cruise lines. But then when they cut the dividends or can't pay them, uh, it, it really hurts long term as well. So I'm, I'm not too sure it's for me. But uh, if you're out there, just understand what's going on. And they're diluting their shares by adding the additional $1 billion uh, in stock value out there. So just know that that's out there. Um, conversely, one that I would buy right now is still Google. Um, I actually went ahead and, and saw that the, uh, the Google Pixel 6a was just released. And it's pretty much the same as their, uh, their Pixel line, but the, the cheaper version. I actually went ahead and pre-ordered one. I have a 3A uh, and it's about time to get a new one for me. So I went ahead and did that. They even offered me $300 a trade on my old phone. The new one's 450 and I got $100 free earbuds with it. So um, it was like 150 bucks for me to get a new phone and free headphones. So I said, no brainer, sold. And uh, so I'm on the pre-order list for that. Uh, but they do have some different products coming out. Uh, as far as the earbuds, I know they're, they're kind of trying to go up against Apple. And uh, I do think that it's a, a good phone at a decent price and it works for me. And uh, sorry to all you Apple people out there, but I'm on team Android. I, I never had an iPhone. I'd have to go way back to go back to the old iPod touch days to, to think about my last Apple product. But uh, I mean, I still have an iPod shuffle too. I'm way back. But anyhow, uh, I digress. Uh, going forward, we're looking at um, week 31, right? We're looking at week 31. And a lot of these are names of uh, what would we possibly want to buy if we get into a recession. And some of these might work better for you. Some of them might not. But uh, this is kind of a list I, I compromised based on um, some different results from 2008 and 2020. Um, some names that had done well during then, and just some names that I thought could be some dividend plays for you, as well as uh, just trying to survive through uh, a downturn or a recession or names that aren't going to drop as much. And then one that if we do get a, uh, a recession talk on, I believe it's Thursday the 28th, we will be buying this on August 1st. So hopefully we will get a little bit of a drop. And then... Uh, you know, I do think that we could overreact again. We've seen that with the PPI. We saw that with CPI. And overall, I, I do think that uh, we could get a little bit of a relief on some of these prices, and then we could rally higher. But uh, these are going to be the names for this week in no particular order. We've got the uh, first one is going to be AutoZone. Now, this one uh, did well during the, the previous recessions. And... Um, you know, if people aren't going out and buying new cars, if the prices are just too high, uh, a lot of people are going to do work on their cars themselves or, you know, mechanics are going to be, you know, fixing up older cars. And I thought that uh, AutoZone might be a good player in this uh, recessionary fears. And uh, currently we're trading at $2,123 as I'm recording this. PE's at a 19, uh, EPS of $112 a share. Uh, the upside is a little bit limited, 5%. But uh, I do think that, uh, again, if we get a recession, we might trade down and we can maybe get this one at a little bit of a discount. Plus, I do think that it'll hold up well during a recession for all those things I just said. Higher costs on uh, new cars, availability in new cars. You still got the chip shortage kind of going on. 
and just a lack of new inventory out there, or you got to wait longer. And, you know, we'll probably have used car values come back down to earth also. So you might not be getting as much on your trade, but the new car values are still inflated. So there's all that out there. So I thought maybe, you know, having a, uh, a specialty store that is going to uh, keep your cars running longer might be a good play for us. Uh, it's worked well in the past. Number two uh, is ticker DLTR, Dollar Tree. Um, people are going to be looking for uh, value and Dollar Tree might be a good, st- uh, good sh- spot to shop. For that, I believe in the 2008 recession, I just saw the numbers and now I clicked away from the page, but I think they were up 60% versus the uh, uh, average on the S&P. So that one definitely made sense. More people are going to be looking to, um, you know, go there and stock up and try to get that value that they uh, really need and trying to stretch that dollar right now. So number two was uh, Dollar Tree, DLTR. Now, number three... It's a name that I am not in anymore, but uh, one that I think should serve us well. And uh, it's a utility. And we normally don't look too much at utilities. So this one's going to be strictly uh, a safety play. Now, this one, I do not think we're going to get much of a drop if we talk recession because it is an energy uh, for the, the Carolinas, for the Midwest, which is, you know, fighting off some really high temperatures out there. The energy need on uh, utilities and charging vehicles is going through the roof. Um, the PE is a little high, but uh, this one is, uh, I'll just get to the name. This one is Dominion Energy. Ticker is uh, D, just the letter D. So PE is out of 27 times. I was also looking at Duke Energy, which is more Rocky Mountains. Um, this one is a 27 times. Duke was a little bit lower at a 21 times earnings. Um, the, the dividend is three and a half percent. Dukes was a little bit higher, I believe. There's more upside on Dominion. Plus, I like where they are positioned. They have that East Coast. They have the Midwest. And uh, it's just one that I, I do think will serve us well. Now, Duke is not a bad choice either. I was, I was comparing back, both of them back and forth. Uh, Dominion's upside is about a 16% of upside at 88.50, currently trading at 76.18. So we got a, got a good amount of upside there, plus that 3.5% dividend. So that one, I feel like it's really safe. The bait is a 0.3, plus uh, we've got all that energy demand right now. And I don't think their prices are coming down, nor do I think people are going to skip paying their electric bills when the, the temps are in the hundreds. And I think it's just one of those things that people are going to have on that auto pay versus some other things that might get neglected. People want to have their their energy. And they're going to need their, their cars charged. They're going to need all their devices charged, houses kept cool, food kept cold, you know, all that fun stuff. So I do think that Dominion is going to be a very safe play in uh, a lot of the right regions right now. Uh, plus, they've, they've been a, a great company that's uh, been, been raising their dividend for a long time as well. I don't have those actual numbers, but I know uh, they are one that look to raise that dividend. That's kind of how these utilities normally go. Uh, number four, uh, ticker is going to be VZ, uh, Verizon. Now, this one, uh, you know, now that I say it, we might have had it on kind of recently, but uh, not in the last 10 weeks that I've seen. So that's okay. We'll, we'll go with Verizon for this one. Verizon is, uh, 
is one that I don't, again, that I don't think anyone's going to get out of their, their costs might be going up on the labor side, but a lot of their other costs are kind of already built in a lot of their, their towers and their cabling and all that is already there. Uh, their dividend is rising up and they are getting closer to that 52 week low. They are at uh, 4568 currently and their their low was 4555 back in May. Uh, so yeah, like I said, 5.3% dividend, nine times PE, a beta of 0.3, again, less risky, less volatile. And I don't think that a recession is going to scare people out of Verizon. I think more people are going to run to it for that dividend rather than run away from it. So that is why this one is in here this week. Price is getting a little too cheap to ignore. Anytime it's trading under 50, a lot of people look to it for that dividend yield. And uh, I don't think that this is going to be any different than what uh, history has done on Verizon. So number four uh, was that communications play. Now, number five, this one is kind of different than some of the other travel stocks I uh, was alluding to when I was talking cruise lines and airlines. Uh, this one is going to be uh, ticker ABNB, Airbnb. A um, little bit riskier, a little bit uh, more out there. But uh, again, if we have a recession come out on Thursday, and we're buying this on Monday. I like to wait that uh, two, three days to get that, you know, try to time the bottom or let some of the, the shakiness kind of ease its way out of the market. And Airbnb for me is one that uh, their, their costs are going to be lower. They don't own the real estate. They are offering the service for people looking to put their homes or rental properties uh, onto a website. So, Yes, their labor might be going up. Their cost shouldn't be going up that much. If people want more for their rentals, Airbnb makes more money on that percentage basis. So Airbnb with the all the people looking to travel, you might not be looking to go to Europe uh, if you could. Um, I, I don't even know how much they got in Europe, to be honest with you. But uh, if, you're, if you're looking to stay local, you can do that. If you're looking to have a, a spot by yourself, if there's a, a pandemic or if you know COVID flares back up, you can do that. If you need to work uh, from a different home or a different location, you don't want to be in a hotel, you can still use Airbnb. So a lot of different reasons where I think that Airbnb could do well. It is a growth stock. It is riskier. It is a, a two times beta. So again, riskier than the typical S&P. Uh, price earnings, uh, PE multiples 92. So it is high, but we know it's a growth stock. And sometimes you're going to pay more on that uh, PE basis for a growth stock. That's just how it works. Uh, so currently we're at 107.99 and a average price target of 157 with 45% of upside. So I think the risk might be worth the reward in this case. Uh, for these reasons, I still think that you've got high demand. Um, a lot of people are looking to travel and Airbnb might be a good place for that while still getting some growth. And uh, I should have looked up some more as to how much they have around the world. Um, I did not do that. So I'll have to do some homework on that. And I did want to say that, uh, you know, things that I was looking to avoid this week, I really don't want too much uh, exposure to Europe right now with the the weak or the stronger dollar weakening euro 
I was trying to really stay out of Europe. So that's why I'm picked some of these names. Uh, I really wanted to stay out of a lot of people that are doing heavy lending. I wanted to make sure that we're not getting into a trap where yes, yields are going up, but if we get into a recession, not as many people are going to borrow. So banks might have a hard time with that. Uh, I didn't really want to be in a lot of discretionary things. Uh, so, you know, Verizon, you know, a phone is basically an extension of your arm anymore. People have to have it. So Verizon plays well to that. Dominion plays well to that. People need their electricity. Dollar Tree, uh, still those value plays and people want to stretch the dollar. Uh, AutoZone, if your car doesn't work and you need to get places and you can't afford a new car, you're going to look to fix the one you have. Uh, so these are some of the plays that I'm looking at. These are the reasons I'm looking at them and why I think that they could be good picks. Um, that's not to say that there's not going to be some other screaming values coming up in the next uh, week or two, but these are some names I thought might be good for us right now. And these are some of the reasons why. So with that being said, get over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Get your votes in. I really like to see them. And I really like to see the interaction on the group as well. So if you have not joined, please join. Uh, if this podcast is bringing you great value, please go ahead and share it uh, with some other investors or people looking to get started. I'm trying to educate where I can. And uh, you know, if we're really bringing you good value, please feel free to go over to uh, anchor.fm slash let it grow. You can contribute to the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. And that would be uh, much appreciated as well. So with that being said, I'm going to head out of here and uh, try to stay cool out there. It's going to be a, a scorcher of a weekend, and I don't think next week's looking too much better. But uh, we'll manage. We'll survive and just stay, uh, stay hydrated and uh, be safe out there, guys. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.